Good morning. What is good, Divine Dolls? Hope everything is going well. Hope you had an amazing night of rest. <laughs> it's funny. I've been up for about maybe, yeah, about 30 minutes. Um, I already did my reports that I needed to with my training group for my my ticker symbols and whatnot. Just sitting here trying to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my day. But yeah, so no, no, check this out, y'all. I'm going to play the audio, but if you get a chance, go check out and possibly subscribe to I Am uh, Destiny Adams on YouTube. Um, I noticed what she's doing is she'll go to places where there's the use of AI. This is funny because I haven't yawned the whole time. <laughs> I've been awake. Um, I'm going to play the audio. She got her eyelashes done by an AI robot. It looks super freaking cool. Let me play it and then I'm going to give you my thoughts. Hold on. Yep, that's me getting my lashes done by a robot. And I bet y'all wondering, how did I even get here? So we flew out to Oakland, California to visit the Loom Lash Studio. The studio was very cute. I set up for my YouTube video. I recorded everything. I did pick the full out Gillam lashes. So I'm going to show you guys exactly how it looked. They showed me how the machine works. And yes, there was an engineer on staff and a licensed esthetician to go over the work afterwards. That's them putting on my lashes. The machine was very lightweight and they do have the technology in there. So if it does touch your eye, since it is a magnet, it's going to fall right off so you don't get injured. But yeah, that's the process and the before and after. Now, would you get this done for yourself? Now, I will say this. Her after lashes look really, really good. They look natural. Um, would I try it? Let me, let me kind of walk you through a little bit. So um, I'm trying to decide what I want to do for the thumbnail. I think there's one screenshot where I probably could go in and, and that's probably the one where you see the robot like in the little gap where they go and put the eyelashes. Oh my God. <sighs> Y'all, um, that is freaking wild. When I think about investment opportunities, it's kind of like you do need capital for the future. But, you know, I wouldn't mind like throwing some money at, at like a, at something like this, like for the like venture startup or something like that. Um, yeah, y'all that, that definitely blew my mind. The other one that she did a video a little short on is there's a restaurant. I don't remember in which, I wonder if it's in California. I wonder if I can find it. Let's try real quick. And they have a digital, they have a robot that is the waiter. Let me see, because, let me go back. Yeah, so that's what she's doing. She's like, who needs a photographer when you got AI? Fully, uh, oh, I think is it McDonald's? Fully automated McDonald's um, in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, here it is. Here it is. She says, do you think we're going to see more businesses and robot service in the near future? So let me play this one. Two years ago, this business owner struggled to find reliable workers. Instead of closing down, they purchased a robot server to assist during the hard times. So they have, it looks like a tray, 
with um a screen on it and it rolls out and it has like a little smiley face and then it rolls up to your table and then it calls like your order or whatever you go pick up your tray from the food tray tray of food from the cart and then um i guess you complete your transaction that you received it or whatever and then it like rolls back into the back to have a um to pick up the rest of the food today they are back fully staffed and now utilize the robot to provide a faster unique service is this Bella Bop an adequate solution for restaurants with staffing issues? Let me know in the comment section. And if you're ever out in the Dallas and McKinney area, make sure you stop by the Layers restaurant and give it a try. Yeah, so that's out in Texas. And then she was out in Bakersfield. So yeah, she's just going from like different to different places around, you know, like I guess the U.S. just showing us how we um, can use AI. Now let's see this one. Let's go to the... Wow, this one says, can bartenders be replaced by robots? Let's do both. Okay, so this one says fully automated McDonald's. I just want to see what it looks like. Let's see if this McDonald's is really fully automated. So today we headed to North Texas to check it out. And upon arrival, you'll notice that you do have to order from the app to get the automated service. And I was just a little bit curious, so I decided to stop in the store and see how everything worked. So you do order on the kiosk, you'll end up choosing everything that you want and paying for your order there, and then you'll pick it up at the counter. And one thing that you will notice about this McDonald's is that there is no eating area. And when you pick up your food, you will see that there are workers behind the counter who are still preparing the food. So is it fully automated? No, but do they have an automated portion of it? Yes. Interesting. Now, I remember, was it like, this was definitely before the pandemic. I had gone to a convention and um, it was super, super cool. But there was a McDonald's there and they had given us an hour for lunch. And so me and my friends were like, well, we're just going to go somewhere close. And we're like, F it. We're just going to go right around the corner, go to McDonald's. Easy breezy cover girl, right? Love how I mentioned the two brands. <laughs> and so um, went across the street and... At that point, they already had the same thing that she's saying is in this automated McDonald's. Definitely go check out the shorts because the, the audio does not do it justice. It's very sterile. Usually when you think McDonald's, you think lots of people like sitting down, talking type of a thing. And so when I went in, we all placed our order on the kiosk thing. So right there, you're eliminating having to talk to a... um to a waiter like to a cashier and like um um i want number five with fries and um nope you just punch in what you want um if you want extra sauce extra spread extra like you know i remember i got oatmeal for sure because i was still trying to eat healthy and i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna have to try to eat healthy at this one place so i for sure i got oatmeal um i don't know whatever else but i was satisfied like i don't i don't I didn't feel hungry or anything afterwards. I was quite happy with my purchase um, type of a thing. But that just cut down the process of having to have lines. And we were in and out fairly quick considering that, you know, it's it's a busy area. And we had a convention with thousands of people kind of saturating that whole area. Um I think part of my thoughts with the robot and with the with the um eyelash robot and with the um automated I do like 
to a certain degree humans, but both humans and robots have their degree of elements. Because if humans are kind of feeling pissy or they have devious ways, they can spit in your food, drop your food on the floor, you know, type of a thing. There's just that unknown element of humans. But with that being said, what I do worry about with AI is like if, you know, things fall into the frying pan you know, they're not going to be able to detect it with the human, like a human eye. So will it cook your french fries? Yeah. But I mean, if there's stuff falling in or if like a liquid spills over into the, you know, stuff or, you know, there's, there's errors. That being said, with the eyelash robot, my thought was like, "Mm, I really like it, but I'd rather have a regular tech because, for the same reasons, I wouldn't want a robot doing my surgery, you know. Again, there's just that error. What if it malfunctions? What if it powers down? What if it um, something goes wrong and it really does take out your eye because it's such a delicate area? And even if you're having the same thing with surgery too. So I don't know. I think at some point, will it become the norm where young people are just like, yeah, you just go under the robot and it does stuff for you? I don't know, you know, because it just only takes one time, right? This one says, can bartenders be replaced by robots? Let's play that one. Can this robot actually make a good drink? Let's go check it out. Today, we're headed to the 2-Bit Circus located in Dallas, Texas, and the 2-Bit Circus is a virtual reality arcade, but we're not here for the games today. So we are checking out the robot bartender. So as you can see, the robot automatically makes your drinks. But would you prefer a drink made by a robot? Or do you want to tip the bartender a little extra to put a little bit more liquor in there? Let me know in the comments. <laughs> well, first you got to tell us if it tasted good. Like if it tasted good, then yeah. But I mean, um, <laughs> this one says I came to flirt with the bartenders and not robots. Um. Yeah, I think one of my I think one of my cousins was telling me that she went to a fully automated um gas station. I don't know if it was a gas station or an Amazon store, like an Amazon grocery store. You just walk in, you pick up what you want, you go through the little scanner thing, it charges you whatever is in your bag, um, whatever is linked to your debit card, and then that's it. Like there's no cashiers or anything. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, y'all, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 I have mixed emotions about it because, um, in a roundabout way, um, this is, this is how I try to test my sensitivity to it. Cause I don't want to be, I don't want to ever be callous to what's going on just cause I'm not experiencing it. I don't ever want to put myself in a situation where I can't kind of see what other people might be going through so a lot of you know I'm I'm, um I have residual like passive income stuff where I you know traded on platforms that have that trade crypto and so two of the major ones coincidentally that I was depending on um they both went down for two for two different reasons um and so I have about maybe like, if I say like maybe four, four or five other ones, but they're kind of small, they're growing, they're doing their thing. One of them matures in August. 
Well, no, two mature in August. Coincidentally, I didn't, I didn't plan that. Um, and then some are still for another like maybe sixteen months out or something like that. And um, another one ex- is supposed to mature next year. So, um, and what aggravates me, I think, is that. One of them, they made such erratic decisions and there was no foresight to what would happen. I mean, I'm talking about thousands of people. And the thing is, is when you're in the same group with them and you start to realize that, you know, it's been five months since they've gotten paid. Um, what if you were depending on that income for, you know, just to like supplement your car payment or to supplement your education or pay back loans or, you know, cover your rent or your mortgage. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be either trying to get back out your initial investment and or use it to supplement a lifestyle. Are there some people like, you know, some people not in this specific platform, but in the other one, they had invested like 600,000, right? So their lifestyle, you know, is probably on the gentler side, but at the same time, they have heavier, um, I mean, it's one thing to be paying for $10,000 a month for your mortgage because you can. And it's another thing when they come knocking at your door because you haven't been making payments for five five months. But but at the, at the end of the day, everybody's getting affected one way, shape or another. So when you start to talk about not having income and if you're taking jobs from you know like waitresses bartenders you know people who would work at the mcdonald's burger kings and i think you know um yesterday we were talking a little bit about (laughs) we were talking a little bit about how you know some of the things that are going on with that affect like the baby boomers and the the generation that is retiring right now the adults that came after them, Gen X, Gen Z, they cannot take the the weight, the financial weight and burden of being able to to um, carry the retiring class. Because normally, not only did our population go down and it's continuing to go down, um, they the the baby boomers either just didn't care enough or were too selfish or didn't understand the system too much to where it's kind of like let's set up future generations to where if they're successful they'll be able to take care of us in our older age right and so um when you think about how this is going to impact the younger generation when you know usually the mcdonald's jobs for the most part the, the mcdonald's jobs burger king jobs those restaurant franchises those those are for your, you know, like your first time young employees that are kind of trying to fill in the gap before they go into their careers. They're probably working through, you know, um, fresh out of high school, going into college and navigating their way through life. But it's kind of like an entry position job, like a low skill job, right? So now we're going to completely wipe out a sector that that gives young people a chance to get their foot a foothold to you know kind of like a stepping stone to get into the next 
job, you know, type of a thing is, is kind of like now they're going to be even more saddled with student debt if, debt if they do decide to take out student loans type of a thing. So when I look at it through those lenses, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the best thing. You know, if you definitely have children, then that's something you need to consider. Like, how are you setting them up to where they can be successful in an AI world, you know, and how do you have those conversations? Like, I remember the biggest conversation going on when I was in school was, are you going to be a, a doctor or not? Like, that's the way to make it, like, get into the medical field or or nothing type of a thing. And I remember, like, oh, my gosh, I'm struggling in school. Like, um, when it, especially when it comes to, like, the sciences and stuff, there's no way I'm going to make it as a doctor, right? Um, and they would, yeah, there was, there was, but, and so now it's like, well, how do you have conversations with young people? Like, listen, you need to be able to understand how to code, how to trade Python, um, not trade Python, like how to code in Python. That's like the biggest thing like going on right now. Um, you know, all this different, and, and so what happens if your child doesn't want to do that or they're not interested in that type of a thing? you know, we don't really have the language for it. Either you're going to love it or you're not. So, um, it's just interesting conversations to have ahead, to have coming ahead. I think what it is, is I have to kind of check myself because I'm fascinated with, with it. Right. I'm kind of like a deer in the headlights, like, Ooh, it's pretty like a bartender that does this, or, you know, you walk in and you punch your stuff in on the, on the, kiosk thing and get your order and watching it like you know the robotic type of thing it's kind of fun but in terms of the consequences in terms of loss of jobs I don't agree with that um you know type of thing um and so but at the same time I think that if there's a way to encourage young people like don't hate it to the point where you resist it and then now you are flushed out to where you can't adapt to it because people, the people that are going to make it have to adapt and also incorporate it and use it for good. So, you know, a lot of fears are that people will use it for bad. Well, let's use it for good. Like it versus not using it at all, use it and use it for good and hopefully more people using it for good outweigh those using it for bad. That's one. And then two, like, especially young people, this is not the time to be kind of like not adapting to stuff, you know, and, and being able to um stay with the current, with the times. Because I, I remember when I was in the workplace, there were two different type of employees when it came to, um, and I've shared this before, and then I'm going to go, I'm hungry. 7.23 in the morning? Nah, I shouldn't be hungry until about, like, pff, closer to 11 or 12. But anyways, um, I re- I'll never forget, one of the older gentlemen, he was probably, like, around, maybe, like, I want to say he was in his 80s, and he was still working at... And, um... And so, but he would, he was just as tech savvy, like 
he was like, oh, anytime when we were getting tablets and stuff for all the professors, he's like, How and they were worried about him too. And he's like, nope, if y'all are going to use a tablet, I'm going to use it. I'm going to learn it. And he had IT come down and show him how to use the stuff. And and I still remember we had to have um, Custodio come down and take out his old, age old desktop. Like I took a picture of it because it should have been in a museum type of a thing. And, um, but you had younger people that were closer to my age and they were just kicking and screaming and pulling out their hair because they didn't want to go convert to a satellite classroom and they didn't want to have to, um, connect their PowerPoint to, you know, whatever digital components were there and, you know, they didn't want to deal with the fact that they had students on a screen, like a Zoom call. It's just basically, if you look at it, like Zoom, but for students. And you could even have somebody on the side there kind of just making sure that the connection is, is okay. And if they have a question, you can tell the teacher, like, hey, there's one of the people online have a question. So, but if you're going to make it, like, don't let yourself become obsolete and I learned from the older guy at my job I was like you know what when IT comes down or they have new software and stuff put me in put me in let me see what's going on let me understand it you know type of a thing and and that's how I want to be too even with the future I'm so grateful like for my niece too because it's like as she's learning stuff I'll be like uh-uh auntie's gonna be in here too what is this new virtual whatever thing like show me how it's done and and last but not least in them and then I'm gonna get off here is like if you can look for inno- innovative ways to incorporate it into your business, you know, try to think about that. Like it, it's I think one of the ones that fascinated me was with how and Domino's I'm not a big fan of Domino's and their <laughs> racist owner or whatever. Um but coincidentally Shaq has um shares in it and that was part of their diversity move you know take it for what it is but then this was at least i want to say like maybe three four years ago now they have an electric vehicle that um will deliver the pizza to you and there is a, an oven compartment or like a a so like an insulated there's an insulated um compartment in the vehicle that keeps your pizza warm And so it will drive to your address, you come downstairs, you punch in the verification number to get your order, and it will put, it will, like, open the door, like, open the little compartment of the, of the little oven, and it will, like, come out to you, and then you take out your order, and then it will go back, and then the car will just drive, drive off. And I just thought that was so fascinating, um, type of a thing, can definitely use it for so many things that being said you know i i one thing i do not like is the electric vehicles i don't i <laughs> had to restrain myself from cl- like trolling somebody on facebook i'm not much of a commenter like you don't really um find me chatting in comments or stuff or in the in the comment section on stuff and so, but it was so funny how strong the impulse was because people were talking about, um, there was a post asking people, 
I think um how much they were paying for gas prices, right? Because we're going into the summer and everybody knows that the gas prices skyrocket in the summer. So here comes somebody in the comments like, oh, I haven't bought gas since 2017 and I absolutely love it. I just charge it on, I wanted to write so bad. I was like, yeah, but how long do you have to charge your car for like four hours to get a 20 minute drive? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, but that's the thing I don't like about, um, electric vehicle cars. There's no way I'm going to be waiting in line to charge my car for two hours and then they try to make it seem like you can charge it for 20 minutes. Well, 20, do you know how quick it is to charge, to fuel your vehicle at any given location? I mean, the only reason I have a wait time is because I like to shop. I like to get my gas at Costco. Costco is a safe environment and their prices are affordable and they have an attendant there if you need it. And so outside of just waiting in a line, depending on what time you go, you pump your gas, it, it takes one song, and less than one song, you know, um, you're done pumping your gas, it's five minutes tops, if that, it just feels a long time because you're standing there staring at other people and they're staring at you and trying not to make like awkward eye contact for the, you know, if I say five minutes, I'm pro- it's probably like three minutes, you know, and then I'm on my way and I get a good depending on which car I'm driving, a good week, you know, good five days. And so they'll tell you like, oh, well, you can charge for 20 minutes. One, that's too freaking long. That's too long. And then it can only, instead of you getting 300 miles on that charge, you only get like 100 miles. And so then um, that's with just the few electric vehicles. I can, I can tell you just this year alone, it one time it took me a whole hour to get home because an uh electric vehicle had gotten stuck or like it had ran out of juice um right on the off ramp where they were doing construction and so people couldn't drive around it it couldn't pull over to the side and so they had to go in and extract this Tesla and um there was another time we had like delays and it was a Tesla. Same thing. It ran out of juice. Um, I couldn't tell you how many Teslas I've seen pulled over on the side with no juice. You know what I'm saying? Type of a thing. And so you have to wait for somebody to come out to charge it. And if they want to have California go completely EV by 2030, that's something <laughs> that's something I would resist because I don't want to spend I just think it's impractical. And I mean, if it's going to be as erratic as by phone, you know, um, I don't like that. And then um, the other thing, too, is they want our houses to be kind of like run by solar, too. And I'm like, we already have power grid outages as it is. We have rolling blackouts here. Why? You know, so now you're going to put everybody on the grid. You're going to put everybody on the grid. That doesn't, on top of charging their electrical vehicles, no. And um, they they recently had a murder the the other day. They had, an, and they had like, if I say like maybe seven or eight Tesla charging stations and somebody cut in front of the other one to get charged because they were on 2% or something like that. Well, the guy that, that, 
cut him off or whatever, the guy that cut in front of that he had cut off, got pissed and went and shot him up. The guy is no longer here. And it's like, if people are already feeling some kind of way about charging their electric vehicles, that's that's one. And then last but not least, <laughs> then I'm going to go. I'll never forget Big Bear. Um, Big Bear, this this earlier this year, this so right now, time I'm recording this, it's June. So that was, I want to say like February, when we still had snow in the mountains. Um, it could have been January, because it's, it's, time is flying. So it could have been in January. And I was talking to um one of the acquaintances at this one place I go, and she was like, yeah, there was this power outage at Big Bear, and all these um electric vehicles got stuck up there because they didn't have a way to charge their vehicles to come back down the mountain. And I'm like, yeah, do you think that could be a problem that possibly could p- quite possibly become a problem on a larger scale? So, I mean, when it comes to that side, that side of things... A little bit of hesitancy there. But anyways, y'all, I think I'm going to go back to bed and take a nap a little bit. Um, It's still dark outside, like a little bit overcast. I am not complaining. It has been on the cooler side out here where I live. Um, Some areas where like my aunt will go, she said it's been raining and or they have hot. Um, It's really hot or in the triple digits already so I'm just writing out whatever this cool weather is until I imagine July is when it's gonna be really freaking hot so no complaints here I I really really like the weather so it makes me want to stay bundled up in bed type of thing I'm just having a lazy day I do have two meetings later tonight I had a late one last night and those tend to run late you know kind of thing so I don't know, I'll probably, it's still early, I'll probably take my little fur baby for a walk, we'll come back, I did laundry yesterday, so I could just fold up my clothes, but I'm kind of low-key bored a little bit, um, I have another journal that I want to do, and I'm super excited about it, no one else has done anything like that, um, um, in terms of the theme, so that's going to be fun, I can work on that, other than that, just waiting for, you know, see what else happens around me, so I hope you guys have a powerful, upbeat, creative, and productive day, until the next one, bye!